0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: You are listening to Lisa smith Bundem on Simply Pets Radio.
0: Simply Pets Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How about wherever you are, we just say hello. I am Lisa Smith-Putnam, and you're listening to Simply Pets Radio Show. Now, I know you're saying, wait, 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 Lisa, I thought it was your pets, my dogs. Well, we used to be called your pets, my dogs, but now we are called Simply Pets Radio, And the reason for that is we want to encompass all the animals on this wonderful planet of ours, and we want to speak to as many people about as many different subjects as we can. So welcome, and welcome to the Simply Pets Radio Show. Today, I'm very excited as we start our new Simply Pets Radio Show because we have Dr. Joel Mm -hmm. Ehrenswag on the phone, and he is going to speak to us about a plethora of things. I guarantee you, I promise, it is going to be fascinating. So sit, stay, (laughs) as I like to say to my three boys, and if you've listened to my show before, you know I have three beautiful labs. Sit, stay, and we'll be right back with Dr. Joel Aronswell. It's hard to find time for your furry family member. (coughs) That's where Camp Bow Wow comes in. All-day play and overnight camp, daycare and boarding for dogs. Everything is included. Large play areas for fun and exercise. Spacious cabins, comfy cots, even live camper camps to watch from a computer or smartphone. Camp Bow Wow offers the best care and is the place to go where a dog can be a dog. For locations and more information, visit CampBowWow.com.
1: Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
0: Welcome back to the Simply Pets Radio Show. Again, I am your host, Lisa Smith Putnam, and you are here listening to me with Dr. Joel Erenswag on the phone. Dr. Joel, hello.
2: Hi, Lisa. How are you?
0: I am doing well. Now, you know, the first thing I'm going to say is, Dr. Joel Ehrenschweig, did I say your name correctly? Because well, before you uh, answer me on that, I want to spell your last name for our listeners out there. It's E-H-R-E-N-Z-W-E-I-G. Dr. Joel Ehrenschweig. Am I coming a little close?
2: That is That is. I've been called a lot of things and, um, <laughs> in my life, uh, and Ehrenzweig being probably one of the hardest. But, um, yes, Ehrenzweig, it's a German origin. Mm-hmm. But um, over the years, uh, people find it easy to call me Joel, Dr. Joel, Dr. E. So whatever is easiest to, to roll off of your tongue, uh, I will answer. And typically when somebody looks at a piece of paper and hesitates, before saying anything, I just raised my hand. Because I know <laughs> you know they're struggling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I tell you what, we will uh, respectfully refer to you as Dr. Joel Aaron Swag, but uh, throughout the conversation, I might just go to Joel or Dr. J. Or uh, Wasn't there a basketball person that we uh, called Dr. J? I think so. I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No relation. No relation. Okay. But just as cool, I am sure. <laughs> Well, Dr. J., Dr. Uh, Joel Anschwag, you are going to share with us today some wonderful information in regards to, and I really need some help on this one, because I'm going to butcher it, I'm sure. It's LTCI. It's Lymphocyte T-Cell Immunomodulator.
2: Close. Lymphocyte T cell immunomodulator. Close. It's a it's a big word. Um, LTci is, is what we commonly the vets commonly call because it it, it doesn't roll off the tongue.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: but LTci is lymphocyte T cell immunomodulator, which I've been working with for she's almost ten years now. Uh, following. Uh, 25 years in, in practice, and I'm excited about and have been excited about this, uh, this product both because of what it could do on paper as far as the science behind it, but more importantly for, for, from my perspective, how it works in the field and the, the broad range of applications both in dogs and cats and um, how well it can, it can work.
0: So the lymphocyte T-cell emodulator, and we will refer to it as LTCI, if you don't mind, for the sake of this conversation today, tell us, Dr. Joel, exactly what it is and why you're so excited about it. My, my understanding is that the LTCI, it's the first USDA-approved treatment, actually, for feline leukemia virus. Is that is that
1: correct?
2: That's correct. Feline leukemia and uh, and or feline AIDS. It came over from uh, the human side. Terry Beardsley, who's the scientist that developed it uh, back in the day when they were looking for a uh, treatment for uh, HIV. Mm-hmm. Um, they were gaining success uh, with this biological approach. At a point where uh, pharmaceutical cocktails started gaining traction. Funding backed away. Government funding, primarily, backed away from the biological approaches to treating HIV. And uh, Dr. Beardsley brought the product over to, uh, thankfully, I think, over to uh, to our side of the road, and uh, we started using it, or he started using it on uh, cats that have um, feline leukemia virus and FIV, feline immunodeficiency virus, both. Uh, very, very similar to uh, HIV in, in people. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the first biologic that's received uh, approval for treating both of these deadly diseases. And for about I guess, seven years now, uh, maybe 30,000 doses out there, I've been taking the technical service calls both from owners of, of uh, cats and, uh, and from veterinarians talking about finding out, number one, what the problem with the animal is, and then whether or not LTCI is a uh, viable treatment option uh, for for the animal, uh, for the owner, and, and for the vet.
0: One of the things that I think is uh, rampant is the feline leukemia. Uh, I know having you know my, and I actually have two cats as well as my three dogs. My poor cats—they always get left out when I'm having conversations. Uh, but it seems I'm always going to the vet for my my big guys as opposed to my my little cat. And I know that the feline leukemia is one of the first things that the veterinarians are actually uh, you know concerned about because it is so rampant within the uh, the cat world or the feline world. Now exactly. In regards to the the LTCI, you are the managing. Are you the managing director? Is that the title?
2: No, nope, I'm I'm just a consultant to the company. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working with them, again, uh, basically talking to veterinarians about the product. And um, I, as as a veterinarian, especially coming I'm, I'm from New York City, had practices uh, both. Uh, I've been at five hospitals in New York City and, and uh, three in and around Boston. And as a veterinarian, I am um, very skeptical, as my colleagues are, about new products. Mm-hmm. You see all this stuff on, on TV all the time that, you know, cures everything from, you know, uh, liver disease to, uh, to warts. You know, it makes everybody beautiful in, in, in the process, very skeptical about new products and new product claims that come to us uh, in, in the profession It took me about a year a year and a half two years uh, of taking calls again uh, both to and from veterinarians and owners as to how and if the product worked in their particular animal in the particular case and um, it is and I don't say this, this lightly when it works when it helps. It's it's a miracle, um, a miracle drug, and uh, a miracle in that it answers a problem. You know, we this is these are deadly diseases. FELV, FIV are both deadly uh, conditions for, mm-hmm. for cats. And actually, just three days ago, I got a call from a, a woman in North Carolina whose cat had been on the product for two years. FELV cat. Uh, Started off at the veterinarian, pretty much DOA as it walked into the the clinic.
1: Mm. The
2: veterinarian was skeptical, as she should be, uh, but started using it because, again, at that point, what option do you really have? Right. And two years later, and she's on a fairly aggressive uh, dosage of the product. Two years later, uh, the cat is started off when she took it to the vet initially um, at 7 pounds. The cat is now 11 pounds. Oh, wow. Cleaning itself, uh, acting normally. And, and actually, she's going in for another injection um, in a couple of days, and we asked her to do a, a, a test, uh, the IFA test, to see whether or not the virus is, in fact, still floating around or whether we've pushed it down to a point where it's uh, undetectable. And, again, uh, it's a very lab science behind the product and maybe we should talk about how how it works so you have an understanding of the the science behind the product and and then we can talk about the applications within you know, within the sea line and most recently canine worlds.
0: I do want to speak about that and Dr. Joel, we're going to take a, a quick break here for a, a second, but when we come back, I want to speak with you in regard to when people are going to their veterinarian offices, and I know we're going to segue into speaking about um, the effects that the LTCI drug has on the canine world as well. But is it something that they should be spe- speaking to their vets about? Are all of the vets throughout the United States? are they you know are they familiar with this drug and In other words, I'd like to make sure that my listening audience they're proactive not only with their own health care but also for that of their their pet kid but we 'll discuss that when we come back from break, but before we go, I want to make sure that I let people know. Once you're done listening to the show, please, by all means, and Dr. Joel will agree, go to the website for LTci, and the website is Site, and that's t c y t e, so t c y t e dot com, and you'll be able to find more information about what it is that we're speaking about today. So sit, stay, and we'll be right back with the Simply Pets Radio Show.
2: Your trivia question
1: for today is.
0: JP, welcome to the trivia factoid of the day. And my good sir, what do you have today? Lisa, I'm gonna say that you have a 15-year-old cat. Now, with that that 15-year-old cat, how many years of its life does it spend sleeping? Huh. Well, a lot more <laughs> a lot more than I. Fifteen years, I'm going to say it spends 12 years of its life sleeping.
2: Again, you are pretty close. It's 10. 10 years.
0: Bazooka! (laughs) (laughs) JP, thank you very much for that trivia factoid of the day. Get the stinky
1: dog away from me.
0: Bad breath and bad gas. P.D. stopped eating. All his hair fell out. Itching,
1: licking, missing fur. At least
2: $5,000 in vet bills. Creams, antibiotics, sprays. No results. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot nope. com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc,
1: alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition
2: the shedding is stopped and the itching is stopped her
1: coat is not soft
0: it's silky it's healthy and shiny and glossy she's got life
2: she's got energy
0: tons of energy no more bad smell
2: Dynavite's the bomb
0: (gasps) Dynavite
1: is the best thing that's ever happened to my dogs you know besides me of course (laughs)
2: 859-428-1000 859-428-1000 Dynavite for life
1: d-i-n-o-v-i-t-e dot com
0: Are you having trouble getting the word out about your new pet product or invention? Let WhiteGate PR open the gate to your marketing and public relations efforts. We've been specializing in public relations in the pet industry for over a decade. From press releases to media relations and publicity to pet trade shows and launch events to social media, the pet-friendly team at WhiteGate PR has you covered. If you listen to the wise words of Bill Gates, he says, If I had $1 left, I'd spend it on PR. Learn more at WhitegatePr.com.
1: Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio.
0: Pet Life Radio.
1: PetLiferadio.com. Pet
0: Welcome back to the Simply Pets Radio Show. I'm your host, Lisa SmithPundem, and we are speaking today with Dr. Joel Ahrenswag. I tell you what, I am having fun with his last name and um I pronounced it correctly, so I'm I'm kinda excited. <laughs> Dr. Joel, are you but still with me? <laughs> okay, dear sir. Before we went to break, I was asking you about the LTCI drug. And I'd love to encourage the listening audience to be proactive in everything that they do, especially with their own health and as it relates to their pet kids. And so I was asking you, if... They're a veterinarian, and I love the fact that you are a veterinarian and have so much knowledge and information on many things as it relates to our pet kids. But is it something that they should be speaking to their vet about if their pet kid is diagnosed with, uh, w- w- what should I say if they're diagnosed with feline leukemia or, because I know we're going to segue into speaking about the canine world in a moment as well, but assist me with, with that.
2: This is a product that vets don't know about yet. The company is small. Uh, The product is is relatively new. Uh, As a conditionally, USDA conditionally licensed product, uh, they've got to be very careful in advertising. And Mm -hmm. as I explained to uh, the company when I first joined them, if I go to my colleagues with a $20 million advertising budget behind me and say I have a new product that treats FELV and FIV, these two uh, ultimately fatal Uh, conditions of cats, and and right now, um, untreatable, if if you will, you support the animal until you lose them. And there are no side effects. Well, my knee-jerk reaction is that sounds like it's...
0: Too good to be true. I'm
2: I'm trying to... It sounds like, (laughs) you know, it's not... (laughs) You know what I'm trying to say? Oh,
0: absolutely. It sounds like
2: BS. You know, it doesn't sound real. And um, we don't want to uh we don't want to try something that you know doesn't it sounds too good to be true mm-hmm. and uh, in reality it is as good as it sounds and this is a product that has proven itself um one cat one vet one clinic at a time and that that's to me is, is the way it, it gains traction it's a uh, a product that, that vets talk about um to each other mm-hmm. and typically what happens cat is sick brings it to the vet First thing the vet does is an FELV, FIV test comes up positive. The vet tells the client, This is who, if they don't know about the disease, this is the problem. It's like getting an HIV diagnosis. This is the problem. And um, keep the guy going as long as you know we can, and then we're going to have to say goodbye. Mm. Client goes home. As soon as the tears clear, they get online, look for Dr. Google. And find LTCI, bring it back to the vet, and the vet will either say, "Okay, let me let me find out more about it." In which case, they, they call me, and very often I get calls from clients as well who want me to talk to their vet, which I'm, I'm very happy to do. Mm-hmm. And then we, you know, tell I find out what the the condition is the, of the animal is at the time um, of, of the call, and then whether or not the the product is is appropriate and um, whether it's worthwhile trying to initiate treatment, and then it's up to the the vet and uh, his or her client as to where they want to go. But it is a the viruses that cause FELV and FIV are very elegant mm-hmm. in how they they themselves work, and as as well, uh, the product itself is pretty remarkable mm-hmm. in in its mode of action and basically just, just for how the, the product works. We'll go back to young animals, young animals, uh, right. young people. The thymus gland is the central regulatory organ for the immune system. Mm-hmm. Thymus produces, among other things, um, CD4 lymphocytes, which are pretty much stem cells for the immune system. CD4s in turn produce Uh, cytokines, which induce the production of, and you've heard of interferon and other cytokine as a product, it's called interleukin-2. In individuals, whether they're people or animals, with a a normal uh, immune system, uh, interferon and interleukin-2 induce the production of another type of lymphocyte, white blood cell called CD8 lymphocytes. CD8s are killer cells uh they're the ones who go to the side of a splinter and infection, get rid of viruses, bacteria, and in young people, primarily apparent cancer cells. Which is why in young individuals, in people and animals, uh, the incidence of uh, opportunistic disease and cancer is, is lower than it is in, in folks who are much older mm-hmm. and whose immune systems aren't what they were, you know, back back in the day. The thymus gland normally gets smaller and involutes as as we get we get older, and um, if the immune system is compromised because of age uh, or because of an overwhelming attack by viruses, then bacteria and malignant cells can reproduce and grow, which is why. You get a person, an old person, you know, 85, 90 years old, falls, break a hip, go into the hospital. Surgery is, for the orthopedic surgeon, simple, fast, efficient. They they know what they're doing, 45 minutes. The new hip is in, but a week later, the patient has problems because they've picked up a bug that they have no capabilities of, of fighting off. Uh, the problem was not with the surgery the fact that there were not enough CD8 lymphocytes in that individual to fight off the uh, new uh, bacteria that the, the person was um, uh, exposed to. And the uh, person's immune system is, is not there. So in, in healthy people, uh, you got the CD4s,
1: mm-hmm.
2: the production of interferon and interleukin-2, and then you're getting the CD8s. Available to go out and do what they they were designed to do. That, in effect, is, is what the cascade effect uh, that the LTci induces uh, again came over from the human side. And um, the the problem with cats with FELV and FIV is similar to the problem that people with with HIV have. You don't die because of You have the HIV or FELV or FIV virus, Mm -hmm. you you have problems because all these other things, they open the door for viruses and bacteria and and cancer cells to uh, start off growing and and not be able to be controlled by the body's immune system. These retroviruses, uh, FELV, FIV, HIV, are again, as I said, very uh, successful. In their ability to um, attack a host, and um, the the LTci in itself has been shown, again, anecdotally and and in uh, in trial, uh, to be helpful in 75 to 80 percent of the symptomatic uh, animals that um, it's been um, been used on. Right. And the way it works is to cause called an apoptosis of um, wipes out this impaired CD4 population. The viruses, uh, the FELV, FIV viruses like to replicate within the CD4 viruses. Once they are in the CD4, they uh, prevent the production of the interferon and interleukin so that you don't have your CD8s reduced. Okay, which again very wise on the part of, of the virus. Mm-hmm. You wanna get rid of the, uh, the the cells that are, that are gonna cause you, you know, to disappear. So the, the LTCI kills this population of impaired do-nothing CD4s. And over the course of treatment, allows for normal CD4 production. Again, the CD4s are capable now of producing interferon, interleukin-2. So we get the induction of CD8 lymphocytes, which are then available to go out and attack the viruses, the bacteria, the aberrant cancer cells. Basically, when it works, and again, 75%, 80% of the time, it's helpful, you get a restoration of a functioning immune system, which is pretty cool.
0: It's awesome, and I'm so excited again to be able to present this to my listening audience because it gives them options. And I want to say several things to you, Dr. Joel. First of all, I want to let my audience know Dr. Joel was kind enough several days ago to send me written information. So all of the terms that he's using, the CDA, the CD4, et cetera, et cetera, I know what they are because I was able to read up on it um, over the last few days. But Dr. Joel, I want to say thank you. I love you because you're doing such an excellent job. And thoroughly explaining everything to the person that has no friggin' clue, as I did just a few days ago, of all of these very technical terms. And so I appreciate you, you know, doing that and explaining it in, in layman terms because as a veterinarian, it's very difficult sometimes when people are having conversations with, and I've had many different veterinarians throughout my adult life because I've had many different animals and I love the ones that understand I don't have that depth of information. So when they're able to speak to me in terms that I get, I really appreciate them. And I can tell that in your practice area, you are probably very good at what it is that you do. So I thank you for the uh, explanations that you've provided thus far. The second thing that
2: I well, want, I appreciate, I appreciate the comment because again, it's, it's important to me. It's, if I'm talking to somebody about LTCI or whatever it is, if they don't understand what I'm talking about, if, you know, then I am wasting my time and theirs, and it doesn't make sense. Um, uh, if they have questions, ask. But you're right; there, there are people in many positions, mm-hmm. okay, whether it's it's medicine. You know, or auto mechanics who hide behind the language of their uh, of their their uh, business. And um, again, this is complicated stuff. But,
0: oh, it's very complicated. You
2: know, we're all we're all yeah we're all smarter now than we you know, we were. <laughs> well, at least some you know can't speak to <laughs> myself. But you know, these are things people who your audience has a, a probably a better understanding of a lot of the uh, these concepts than a layperson. Because they're interested and they right. want to know what's going on with their animals and if and how they can help them. So, again, I've, I've tried to make this as understandable for me, and if I can understand it, then I can hopefully make make you understand. It.
0: Well, I think you're doing an excellent job in getting the word out there, and and again, I just it was so important for me to mention that to you because I I definitely appreciate it. And the other thing that I want to comment on is for everyone listening, it's so important. And I've done this myself over the years. We entrust not only our physical health as humans to our doctors, but we entrust our pet kids to the veterinarians. And Dr. Joel, you can probably attest to this as well. It's so important to have a dialogue or to be able to have a dialogue with your veterinarian. And so if you are not comfortable with your veterinarian, you are not comfortable enough having a dialogue, then perhaps you want to seek out someone that is going to be willing to explain things to you until you're satisfied. Now, you will have to do some of your own legwork, absolutely. So, for example, we're talking about LTCI with Dr. Joel Ehrenswag here. But if you go to the website, tcyte.com, you can also begin doing your own research and, and then open up that dialogue with your veterinarian or if someone else you know has you know this issue arise with their cat or dog, which we'll segue into in just a moment. But if someone does have this issue, you come armed and ready to have that dialogue. And someone like Dr. Joel is going to be willing to explain it to you and walk you through it so you can have the best possible pet care for your pet kid. And that's what that's what it's all about. And that's what I'm trying to do for everyone here, bring you the information so you can feel good and have hopefully a long, loving life with your pet kid. And, Dr. Joel, the third thing I want to bring up is the USDA approval. And I just want to go back to that for half a second because, as you have said, this isn't – it sounds too good to be true, but the USDA just doesn't put their stamp of approval on everything. And so this and, – and please feel free to correct me on air here, Dr. Joel. But because of that, feel free, everyone listening out there, to – not feel that this is a you know too good to be true scenario. we We have one of the largest you know governing entities, USDA saying, "Hey, this is actually a good thing. And I'm pretty excited that it it has that stamp of approval. Dr. Joel, is that a correct statement?
2: Yes, I mean, and the reason it has USDA jurisdiction rather than FDA, if a product is involved with the immune system, and that includes blood tests uh, that are out there, vaccinations, those are all come under the jurisdiction of the USDA. If it is not immune system related, then it's a drug that comes under the the FDA. And uh, again, as a biologic product that works with uh, within the immune system, uh, the LTCI is USDA oversight. And they are from a industry perspective, uh, USDA, FDA, EPA, you name me, the alphabet, always difficult to, to work with. I mean, long processes, they are very demanding,
1: uh, sometimes, again, from
2: an industry standard too demanding, but their job is to protect us, to protect our pets. And I, I personally think, even though I, I've had issues with them, that, that they are out to do their job, do it as best as they can and protect as many, you know, people and animals in, in our country and, and beyond as they can. And again, this is the, this is a real USDA approved product. Uh, I think that they are excited about it as much as any regulatory organ, you know, group can be excited about anything they do because it is new. It is, does answer a Fills a hole that was not there. I mean, just like when you know the, the chemo cocktail started coming out with uh, uh, treatments, viable treatments for for HIV. That was having lived through that that time in New York City when the HIV first reared its ugly head, not knowing what was going on, and then over the course of you know, lots and lots of work, we found that you know we have viable treatments to prolong the life of. People that were affected with uh, with the disease, I think it's it's really it's really viable. And uh, again, if it were something that I didn't believe in, I couldn't talk in all honesty to to my colleagues about. I wouldn't be here. I mean, I don't get calls from uh, from people saying, you know, I tried the stuff and uh, cat's head exploded, you know, the dog's tail fell off. If it doesn't help, it doesn't hurt which is pretty significant when we talk about any product that we're using on ourselves or, or on our pets. Mm-hmm. And uh, that may, has made it over the course of years easier for me to discuss applications with, uh, with my colleagues for particular cases that uh, they are sometimes faced with.
0: Well, Dr. Joel, we're going to take another quick break and then come back on the line and speak with you for a few more moments because I'd love for you to speak about so many of us out there have our dogs and you and I shared a wonderful conversation before we started the interview in regards to dog food and the ingredients and so on and so forth. And I was very excited about that conversation. As you can see, or as I should say, as you can hear people, I just love Dr. Joel. And so we (laughs) we could spend all day... Speaking to him, but in a professional uh, way, right? In a professional way, yes. Okay, I,
2: just want, I, just want, to, I just want to clarify that <laughs> with.
0: <laughs> absolutely, let your wife know in a professional <laughs> way. Okay, um, but we uh, we have discussed so many things and have so many different things that we can discuss. But I want to make sure that I uh, cover the dog area before I let him go today, and I welcome him back at any time to engage. And matter of fact, he has got some other exciting things that he's working on and we'll probably be coming back in a few months to, to share that information with us that we cannot speak about right now but that's okay because we, we have him on speed dial now <laughs> but let me take a quick break and Dr. Joel, you go tell your wife that I love you clearly in a professional way and uh, we'll, come, <laughs> we'll come back from break in just a, just a quick minute so we'll be right back thank you It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designer Pet Sweaters
1: Let's talk pets.
0: Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here's your pet etiquette for today. So, you know, when you are out and about and you see someone's dog and you're like, oh, the dog's so cute. Hey, don't just walk up and pet the dog. Ask first. That's pet etiquette. You're listening to Simply Pets Radio, and I am Lisa Smith-Putnam, your host, and I'm very excited that we have been speaking to Dr. Joel Aaronswag here, and we have been discussing LTCI. For more information about that, please feel free to go to our website, simplypetsradio.com, or tcyte.com, and that will give you more information in regards to the subject matter that we are discussing today. So, Dr. Joel, thank you for being so gracious and giving me your time today. Before I let you go, however, I do want to speak in regards or speak to you in regards to for a few... few, Listen, I can't even speak today. (laughs) Joel, Dr. Joel, can you hear me? (laughs) What I'm trying to say is, dear sir, is I want to take a few moments out and speak to you because I know that we discussed this earlier... But I want the audience to hear your thought process in regards to the canine world. And I forgot to ask you, Dr. Joel, do you have uh, pets of your own currently?
2: Yes. I'm a veterinarian. Of course I do. We're down to just <laughs> two cats and uh, just two dogs. Our dogs are, cats are uh, former shelter inmates. And, shelter um, And inmate. dogs, I've got a chow and, uh, and an akita, and I've had akitas for many years, and uh, uh, the last Akita we had, Big Dog, we were able to push her till she was uh, 18 and a half, partially because of some of the stuff that uh, we've been talking about, but uh, the, the changes in, in our ability to maintain our dogs in, in a healthy state and veterinary medicines advances and uh, uh, food, new, higher, better quality foods. But uh, when it when it comes to dogs, one of the interesting things, when early on in, in my relationship with, uh, with the T-site, we were getting calls from clients and from veterinarians uh, that they were they were saying that the cat responded immediately to the uh, the, the initiation of uh, LTci, which is a, a subcutaneous, it's an injectable product, looks like a vaccine, and you get you like to you like to hear those, you know, this stuff is great, it worked very quickly, it worked ridiculously quickly in some cases, and I was speaking to Terry at some point about maybe a year and a half into my uh, relationship with him, and I said, I don't understand how, based on the, uh, the, the mode of action of the product and going through the CD4s and CD8s, how the reaction can be that uh, that rapid. He said, oh, it also has a very significant anti-inflammatory effect, mm-hmm. which they had learned when they were working, again, um, in the lab uh, against HIV. And that was like getting hit upside the head. And it would have been nice to know earlier and a couple of long conversations short. Uh, I was in Kansas City at the time. Worked with a uh, vet I know that has a couple of large practices, and we started using the product and uh, did a clinical trial using it in uh, moderate and severe osteoarthritis in dogs. Uh, very, very problematic. You know, the dogs are living longer now mm-hmm. than we are, and if you live long enough, you're going to suffer from osteoarthritis, and we the clinical trial that um, uh we put together and the uh, the results were dramatic uh the data submitted uh, again to the USDA and as of um, back in December I believe uh Site cite uh, got a label claim from the USDA to use the product in moderate and severe osteoarthritis The beauty part of the, and there are many other drugs out there to to mask the pain of arthritis and NSAIDs, the the class of drugs that we use both for people and animals to attenuate the the pain associated with arthritis. But because of the mode of action uh, of LTci, it actually reduces dying, reduces the pain, but it does so uh, in a a very, very quick and safe way. Uh, In all the animals that we've used it in, both. Cats with uh, these immune-mediated diseases, and uh, in dogs, Mm -hmm. had no side effects. So unlike the the NSAIDs, which are problematic, especially for old dogs, zero side effects so far with the uh, use in in osteoarthritis. And I've got a uh, again a cat. This is off the record. My own cat has inflammatory bowel disease, and uh, I've been keeping her together for about. Four years now, I guess, with the uh, with the LTci. So, aside from its antiviral applications um, in FELV, FIV, and, and a few other viruses, we've, we've tried it on. It also has a very broad anti-inflammatory effect, and that includes both problems with the joint, which is where the label came came from, mm-hmm. but also with the uh, with skin diseases and and other uh, conditions ending in itis. If it's itis. It's an inflammation and Uh, My gut feeling is that uh, the the LTCI can be uh, beneficial in um, reducing some of the problems associated with with those conditions.
0: Well, this is certainly exciting news for me. My boys, 11 now, 10 and 7, my baby just turned 7 yesterday, Two out of the three have some sort of arthritic scenario going on with them. So I definitely, myself, will be checking into this a lot more. My oldest one has severe arthritis in his shoulders, and he also has some of the colitis going on. So this is something absolutely that might make sense for me to investigate for him. And then my middle baby has uh, some some things just in the last couple of months that are starting to go on with his back hip some sort of arthritis it's very very sore so we'll be checking into that for you know the health of of uh, them as well and i again i'm so happy that i was able to find you and and myself learn about this new product that perhaps might be beneficial on so many levels to my pet kids. Dr. Joel, in regards to, I know earlier, you you touched on the subject of food and what you have been able to see, you know, as a layperson and yet also a professional with some of the food intake that your canines were experiencing and the results that you you saw from years of... Um, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Uh,
2: in, uh, feel free. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. The LDCI and a few other products on the... Arthritic problems dogs have. What, and, and I'll make a very long couple of years short. What I found, what I've determined, uh, and what's been shown by, by science is that in foods for, for most dogs that are high that have a high processed corn level in in the ingredient list, processed corn is high in a fatty acid called arachidonic acid. Arachidonic acid primes the pump for inflammation and that's both in people and and in animals. And uh, the first thing that I do when I talk to to clients with dogs and even to a lesser extent with cats that have uh, OA or joint issues is switch to a food that has no processed corn in it. Uh, They were few and far between 10, 15 years ago when I started talking about it. Uh, They are, I think thankfully, more prevalent now Uh, and it's very easy to find a no-corn and even a no-grain diet. Mm -hmm. But if you can reduce the the levels of processed corn in the food, you reduce the levels of arachidonic acid in the body. Again, arachidonic acid primes the pump for inflammation, so we have less inflammation in the joints and in the skin, and uh, your dogs will do, and your cats probably, will do longer, uh, better, and um, if they are, if they do have problems, they are on other products to reduce the, uh, the pain associated or the inflammation associated with uh, skin diseases, then the first, the easiest change to make is to get into a uh, food that has less corn. We can spend, you know, another couple of hours talking about the background on this, but mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's an easy fix these days. And again, and weight loss, I mean, uh, for... Us, for our dogs, uh, very, very critical. But uh, get the animal on a, a diet that has no corn, knock off some of the weight. And and typically, these to my clients, if you can get the animal down to a point where you can run your hand along the chest and feel those ribs bounce out, uh, you will have a uh, very often a dog that you haven't seen in, in many, many years.
0: Again, great information because I have two, two out of three, not the same two out of three <laughs> As with the authentic uh, scenario, but two out of three, that definitely corn has an effect on on them. So we try, at the present time, to stay away from you know corn in their diet. But I'll have to check out your uh, thought process that you just mentioned in regards to the food as well. Again, from a personal standpoint, wanting to be the best pet parent I can be for my pet kids. Well, Dr. Joel, I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. And as mentioned several times today, I feel like I could spend all day talking to you and and want to. Uh, at some point in time, we'll have you come back and share some more knowledge with us and um, you know, let us know the things that we can do to be proactive, as I mentioned before, with our, our pet kids. Dr. Joel, is there anything else uh, for the sake of this conversation in regards to LTCI that you feel we should probably know before I let you go today? And again, you're going to come back, that, so know, <laughs> don't, don't worry I, about I'm that. I'm
2: sorry. I, I, think I've said, I think I've said, you know, as much as I that I should say uh, about it, mm-hmm. and I'd be curious to see if, in fact, you do try how it works, you know, in in your animals. I mean, uh, if it works for you and one animal, then success is a hundred percent. If it doesn't, then it's a failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd be curious to, to learn if and how it does benefit or doesn't benefit um, your your crew there. And the um, proof is in the pudding. And, and if I can back up with real time benefits in the animals that I've done, I think I've done my job um, and fulfilled uh, my self-gratification, if you will. It's it's how you find, you know, benefit with with the things that I talk about for the animals that that you are living with and and talk to that that can get something out of these products and these conversations.
0: Well, you are a fantastic person to have representing veterinarians across this wonderful world that we live in and Everyone, I, I know my, my pet kids do, uh, have a veterinarian as loving and caring and, and as informative uh, as you. So I thank you, dear sir. And where exactly are you in this big world of ours?
2: I live just outside of Richmond, Virginia.
0: Richmond, Virginia. I know Virginia well. I have uh, many relatives in Virginia. I love it back there. So, thank you, dear sir. Again, I have you on speed dial, so you're going to have to block my number.
2: (laughs) Okay,
0: I'm I'm here when you need
2: me. Thanks, Lisa. I've I've enjoyed this conversation, and I hope that uh, what I said can be of some benefit to you, to your audience.
0: Oh, I think that you have probably helped a lot of people by sharing the data and information in regards to the LTCI. I think that is fantastic. And again, Feel free, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to go to tcyte.com t-site.com, and do the research yourself. But start there after you check out the simplypetsradio.com website and make sure that you are getting the knowledge and information that you are comfortable enough with to start asking questions of, of your own. And as Dr. Joel said, you know, sometimes the veterinarians will call him and discuss, you know, your pet kid's prognosis. And he's more than willing, and as you've can, as you heard from our show today, to to share what he knows. And that's a blessing to so many of us out there with our pet kids. With that being said and done, dear sir, Dr. Joel Ehrenswag, I'm going to let you go, and please enjoy the rest of your day. And from all of us here at Simply Pets Radio, we thank you, we honor you for being such a wonderful blessing to so many.
2: Your pleasure, Lisa. Bye-bye.
0: All right. Thank you, dear sir. You've been listening to Simply Puss Radio Show. I'm your host, Lisa Smith Putnam. We are here each and every week bringing you, we like to think, some of the best radio around. So go out, enjoy the rest of your day, weekend, whatever time you have to be listening to the show. Thank you again. And we will talk to you, see you sometime soon. Bye bye. Now, you know I could not leave without thanking you, my wonderful listening audience. Just wanted to say thank you to you. We have listeners all the way from New York City down to South Africa over to India. That's how far we reach. You can find us at SimplyPetsRadio.com. Shoot us an email if you've got a question or thought process for us. We're always there for you. And let me not forget to thank my wonderful studio staff. That would be our wonderful engineer and sometimes information sidekick. That'd be Bill Guy and our announcer, Donald Jr. Well, I will see you or better yet, hear you. You'll hear me next week. I am Lisa smith Putnam, and you're listening to Simply Pets Radio. All I have to say is rough. To you. Simply Pets Radio is produced by Lisa Smith Putnam and owned by Simply Pets LLC. Simply Pets Radio. Simply Pets. Let's talk pets every week on demand only on
1: PetLifeRadio.com.